Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast, a special regular season finale edition. Uh, this was our first full season doing this podcast, so we want to thank you all for being on the journey. The podcast has expanded so much this season from the viewers, supporters, us having hoodies, uh, doing video clips. Uh, YouTube coming soon, pending, don't, you know, don't, don't hold that, (laughs) don't hold me to it, but of course, I'm not alone in this, I'm joined as always every week by my brother, my partner in crime, Mr. Bibbs, Mike Bibbins, Michael Bibbs, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, Bibbs Corner Podcast, wherever you find your podcast content, brother, I, I, I'm going to ask how you're feeling pre-30 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. So I'm going <laughs> to the vibes that I had 30 minutes ago. Facts. Um, I'm ready, man. I'm ready for these playoffs. You know, uh, I've been dealing with the can't get out the first round stuff for two years. And I'm tired of it. And, you know, it's put up a shut up time. Either we're going to get the monkey off our back or we're going to spend another year having to hear it. And there ain't going to be nothing we can do about it. Yeah, that's it's, it's definitely frustrating. I feel like I'll get to that later. Uh, I have opinions on that. But, um, you know, uh, since this is the regular season finale, let's let's try to get to these games first. Uh, I'm going to preface by saying this to y'all. I told Bibbs this already. I ain't watched none of these fucking games. Watch them, but like the first game, and I don't even remember who it was. Let me see. The Pistons. Yeah, I watched the Pistons game. I, I watched like half of the Blazers game. It was on. The rest of the game was on, but I wasn't really paying attention. And then the Spurs game... <clears throat> I, I like I said, I had it on, but I I was doing other things. I, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, and I, and the thing is, it was half I didn't give a fuck about these games, and half I couldn't watch these games at the time, because Wednesday, my my goddamn phone stopped working. I mean, no. What day did we play the Pistons? Wednesday. We played the Pistons Wednesday. What day did my fucking phone stop working? What's today? Sunday. What day did I send you that message saying my phone stopped working? Was that on Thursday? <laughs> I'm about to check. About to say. I'll check because I, I got the thread pulled up right here. Uh. Okay, no. It stopped working on Tuesday night. So okay. my phone stopped working Tuesday night. I worked Wednesday night. Wednesday night, I took my iPhone fucking 7 that's literally only working on Wi-Fi and battery life is awful to work just to listen to music and podcasts. You got some white shit on your lip, brother. Uh... <laughs> Pause. 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 Um, so, my bad. so usually, 
when I'm at work, I'll listen to the game or I'll watch it. I wasn't doing it on that fucking phone, okay? If I'd have watched the first quarter of that game, I'd have been on 10% immediately. So I missed the game. On top of that, I forgot we even fucking played that night. The next day, when I got my phone, I was like, oh, man, the Mavs play. I said, fuck, we played the Pistons last night? I thought it was the whole week off. So. Lost track of time. The (laughs) next day, I woke up sick as a dog in the morning. I was just telling Bibbs about this. I took the meanest shit in the middle of the night, (laughs) threw up that morning, then two, then an hour later, threw up two more times. Mm. I didn't eat shit that day but saltine crackers. I was fucked up. I was not trying to watch a meaningless game between the Mavs and the G League Blazers. So I watched WWE SmackDown instead. Today, I was going to watch this game. I actually came home in time to turn it on, but I just had it in the background while I was doing other shit, meanwhile setting up for this. So, I did not watch these games. These games don't mean shit. They were against bum-ass teams that really have nothing to fight for. Even the Spurs at this point, they had shit to fight for. Their seeding is already locked up. Right. So, if it sounds like I'm just running through box scores, it's because I don't know shit. (laughs) Just to let y'all know. But let's get into it. That's full disclosure type stuff right there. Full disclosure type stuff. Do you want to give me the... Should I give you the timer since you're going to be... since You want me to time it? Or do we need a timer? Because, like, I'm not going to be talking, like, in depth about the game, so what I need a timer for. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you want to just say, hey, we won these three games. (laughs) We beat the Detroit Pistons 131 to 113 on Wednesday. We beat the Portland Trail Blazers once... First of all, thank God I wasn't there for that. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. A fifty. Come on, man. <laughs> like, uh, I was about to shout somebody out, but I don't want to do that. I'll tell you later. Um, we defeated the Portland Trail Blazers, one twenty-eight to seventy-eight on Friday. That's not even it. I don't even want to consider that impressive. It's just no, like, not at all. They had pretty much all G leaguers. Exactly. And we just defeated the San Antonio Spurs in the season finale, 130 to 120. All games where we needed to win, needed to close out the season strong. Did not surprise me. These teams were all weak with the exception of the San Antonio Spurs. I still consider them to be a competitive team. Um, I feel like they could upset one of these teams in the play-in. But the Mavs still came out and handled business. It was a bit closer than it should have been, in my opinion. But... Like I said, this is a competitive team. Any thoughts on any of these games? Uh, in the was it the Blazers game, Luca had a twenty-five point third quarter, which is the third highest individual quarter by a Mav. Um, yeah, that was after he got the tech. And he thought he was going to get suspended. Yeah, that's some bitch. I had money on that some bitch putting up fourteen and a half fucking points in the first half. Some bitch got to like thirteen, and you know what? I don't even. Wait, he? I think he had fourteen exactly. Because I think he finished with thirty nine, and if he scored twenty five in the third, that means he had fourteen. So he finished right below. Just to make sure I drove home how bad it was for you. Okay. It 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 wouldn't have mattered because my other bets ain't hit either. So him 
making that wouldn't have meant shit in the end. But respectable. Respectable. Uh is that all you had to add on it? That's all I got, man. I don't give a damn about these games. I don't give a fuck about these games. <laughs> all three of the games, it didn't make a difference with a four seed. Next. It, it it really it did not. Uh with these games out of the way, actually, uh, I guess I'll mention the thing I said I want to talk about now instead okay. of saving it for the middle segment. Um yeah, it's, it's perfect. You kind of mentioned it that, and I saw some discourse, not discourse, but I saw, I've seen it mentioned a few in the past day on the timeline, uh, mainly SJ. I agreed with her tweet, but people were, you know, there's, how do I say this? I'm scared, honestly. How do I say this? <laughs> I don't want y'all to start to get delusional about this roster because we're overachieving. Mm. And I'm saying it a bit, and it's scaring me because y'all know better than this. Um, the whole thing about yeah, if we lose in the first round, we won't really have an excuse. I I I, I agree to an extent because you know we're we're here, we're winning. There's no injuries. The team is playing well, but I will say, let's not no act. Injuries. Did you forget Shit. that quick. <laughs> Shit, shit. Oh, okay, I had these. That. We gotta address that. Man. I had these thoughts prior to the Luca injury, man. Oh man, I just you can still get them off. I'm gonna still get the thoughts off, but like I really tried to wipe my mind of that completely and just think positive <laughs> thoughts. We'll address it. Let me just get my shit off. So <clears throat> I just want y'all to know these teams that we're going against the Utah Jazz or the Denver Nuggets, whichever way this pans out. Neither of these teams are fucking pushovers. Nope. Nine times out of ten, when you have the best player in a series, you have a chance to win. If we play the Denver Nuggets, I'm not sure we have the best player in that series. Against the Utah Jazz, we have the best player in that series by far. Are they a better team? I'm not sure. Do I like us against them? Sure. Would I be shocked if they beat us? Absolutely not. Would I be disappointed if they beat us? Absolutely. But these motherfuckers might be fighting like they got something to prove. I mean, it's a lot on the line for these boys. A lot on the line. They might not see each other again unless it's in opposite jerseys if they lose in the first round. Facts. So they may have something to fight for. But I've also been seeing a lot of people say, I don't want y'all, I don't want to hear nothing no more about you know, uh, oh, well, we ain't got the talent on this team, but this team ain't good. Hey, man, look, let's not start that shit, all right? Because y'all bugging the fuck out. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. You're bugging the fuck out. This talent is the same talent that we had in the offseason with the same motherfuckers who are saying right now, I don't want y'all to say this about that talent, but saying that about that talent. And guess what? I'm still saying that about that talent. I'm not saying all these guys are bums. I was never really saying that from the beginning. I'm just saying this is not sufficient talent to compete as a contender. Making the playoffs is cool. We're overachieving, winning 50 games because we have a generational talent on our team. That's what the fuck happens. Look what LeBron James did with the fucking Cavaliers in the late 2000s. That motherfucker was over. They had the best record in the East. Granted, the East was weak, but they were overachieving. These motherfuckers were starting Anderson Virgil at center. Anderson Virgil. 
lineups with Delonte West, Wally Zerbiak, Mo Williams, J.J. Hickson. Come on, man. Like, it, 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 I'm not comparing Luka to LeBron because I get tired of those comparisons. And the whole Luka-LeBron thing is a different conversation for a different day because some shit came out about that. I think it's stupid. But the, the whole LeBron would like to play with Luka thing. Oh, shit yeah, was, get that shit out of yeah, here. Yeah, get that shit out of here. But <laughs> I, I really don't want y'all. I, I'm glad we're winning. But y'all have to be realistic here. We still need more talent on this fucking team. And y'all keep saying, man, if we get a rim protector, we're contending. Okay, all right, cool. We get a rim protector. Perfect. Now, somebody tells me what happens if Luka's having a bad night or the defense is closing in on Luka and he needs everybody else to hit shots. We got to stop relying on motherfuckers needing to hit threes. We need somebody else who can go get their own bucket. And sure, Spencer Dinwiddie is that dude on some nights. J.J. I said J.J. Jalen Brunson is that dude on some nights. But you know what will help in this situation? A CJ McCollum, a guy y'all said, man, this motherfucker's washed. You see what goddamn Spencer Dinwiddie was doing on offense? Imagine what the fuck CJ McCollum would be doing. Look what he's doing in New Orleans. Somebody say he was washed? I ain't saying no names. Okay. All right. I'll let it go. <laughs> because I love them. Genuinely. I ain't say no names. All right, well he well he put never mind. I'm, I'm let me relax. I don't care about that. That's not my business. Not my business. But it 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 was out there. It was a lot of people saying that. It wasn't just one person. It was a lot of people saying that. But all I'm saying is y'all gotta relax. Just just be realistic about this. Don't let this this fifty plus win season get y'all tangled up and with the Mavs. This is what Mark Cuban wants. I promise you. Like, the minute y'all start believing this team has the juice, the minute he's going to start pulling more bullshit, like signing Reggie Bullocks and Shannon LaBrothers and, and fucking, who, who else did we fucking sign? DeLon Wrights. And the issues with those signings weren't those players. Because with the exception of Shannon LaBrother, those guys are good. Yeah. But... DeLon Wright was never supposed to be a starting point guard in the NBA. DeLon Wright is a fantastic backup. Josh Richardson is a fantastic player. Not for what the Mavs needed him for. Reggie Bullock, as we see, is a fantastic player when he's playing in his role. Even now, I think too much is expected of him, to be honest. Yeah. But he's doing his best. And kudos to him. Shannon, little brother, I don't know what you're supposed to be doing with your life, brother. Maybe basketball is not that. I I think the big three is starting back up soon. Damn. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, I, I'm seeing y'all do this, and I just, Dang, if loud. y'all don't listen to anything I say ever, and you have no reason to, listen to this, please. Please, I, I'm begging you. What are your thoughts? Have you seen any of this? Do you agree with me? Do you disagree? I've been mostly trying to ignore people on the timeline. That sounds um, like a, yeah, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I, I think today I was, the thing that got to me today, I don't want to say got to me, but the thing that caught my attention, I'll say today was people like plotting on Phoenix Suns. And it's like, can we focus on the task at hand? Whoa, like, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. I saw a lot of discussion about, yeah, we can beat the Suns. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Relax. Uh, 
And I'm like, man, I remember y'all talking about beating the Jazz last year, and I don't think we ever got the chance. Like they they hit us with that Takashi six nine, uh, the Clippers did. So, like, let, I remember a month ago, y'all was scared that we might fall and face the Clippers. So, right in the play in, like we were playing team. Now we now we taking down the Suns. It's like, come on, man, can we? I I put the tweet out. I don't know if you saw it. I said the last time we got out the first round, a lot of things were different for me. As of today, I have no grandparents. The last time we got out the first round, I had three. As of today, I have two degrees. Last time we got out the first round, I had zero. When we got out the first round the last time, I was 22. I was about to finish up school. Life was great. I just knew by the time I was 27, 28, I was going to have a wife. I was going to have my dream job. I was going to have two kids by the time I'm 33, maybe even three. I have zero kids, zero wives. And I damn sure don't got my dream job. A lot has occurred in the past 11 years since we've gotten out of the first round. How can y'all, I don't understand. Now, I purged myself of that O word, right? That O word ain't in me no more. And I'm not going to say it because I don't want Reese to leave the room. Thank you. But I ain't got that in me no more. I am amazed at your ability to even think about anything past that first round. You don't even know what that looks like. It's some people out there on Twitter that I communicate with on a regular basis. Y'all was still peeing in the bed the last time we got out the first round. Y'all was still wearing the underwear with the dinosaurs on them. Y'all still had the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday draws. Feel me? The last time we got out the first round. Now, again, I, I don't want to shut y'all down. If y'all want to be optimistic, oh, sh- if y'all want to be the O word, if y'all want to get y'all little feelings off, y'all want to feel good about the team, I understand that. You want to feel good. You want to have the vibes. You're, the playoffs is exciting, right? But the playoffs is stressful for me. I got a head full of gray hairs, and part of that is because of the stress that the Mavs have put me through since we won the championship. I've been hopeful before. I've had high hopes. I've plotted out the whole playoff path, and if we get this team, if we get that, the wait now, we got the Utah Jazz. Unless something crazy happened. I ain't checked the score. If the Jazz lose, then we got the, then we got the Denver Nuggets. What's, what's the score looking like? I gotta check. All right, I gotta be the heartbreaker in case. All right, we good. We good. The Jazz good. won. The Jazz oh, won. Oh, thank God. We got the Utah Jazz. Now, I I've refrained from going there publicly on the timeline. I don't want to oh, do. It. I haven't wanted to do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna do it now. I have in the, the recesses of my mind, pessimist bibs fears the Utah Jazz with a passion specifically for the reasons that I've been discussing on the timeline for a few weeks now, and maybe too much so because they seem to have realized this issue as well, even though they haven't quite corrected it yet, we are the perfect team for the Jazz to fix their issues against. What the fuck are we going to do when Rudy Gobert comes off that pick and roll and seals a midget behind them? What are we going to do? What is our answer for that? If they start passing the ball to Rudy Gobert in the paint, I'll tell you what our answer is because I saw it. Popon. When we play, <laughs> I, 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 dude, 
just today I was on the court, I was getting some shots up and it hit my mind again. And I said, we're going to end up in a position where Boban is one of the most important players on the court for us again for the third straight year. And he's barely played this season. He's been in there. I mean, he's been load managing like a. Now, granted, Boban's a vet. He he's probably the kind of guy who could come in and give you you know whatever you need. No, but and in the playoffs, I'm sure he'll be effective to some degree. But the fact that we're put again in a position of Boban having to save us for stretches of basketball games is not ideal. Now, again, Donovan Mitchell has been a, a, a brick, a certified concrete cinder block. For a long time now, the stats are all there. But when I watched that last game, when they blew that lead, I broke it down. The last few possessions, every possession they did to Conley go bear pick and roll resulted in success. The other plays where Donovan was doing whatever the hell Donovan was doing, we're not. All they got, all Donovan has to do is say, I don't need to be the man to close this game. And it's going to get scary. And then every eventually there might be a game where we we shut down that pick and roll and then Donovan pops open, hits the shot. Now his confidence is on 10. Look, I ain't saying I I, I expect this. I ain't saying I, I damn sure don't want it. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And I hate it. Genuinely. I hate it. I fear it. I loathe it. I'm not going to be able to be on the timeline enjoying the playoffs if we get beat by the utah jazz i may have to take a hiatus i have to, i will I, I, I i'm not prepared because what are we gonna say not an ancient <laughs> what are we gonna say <laughs> we've been talking bad stuff about the jazz it's crazy right. we along with everyone else in the world has been talking shit about the jazz for years and for us to be the team they fix they shit against and what if they beat us and get out and they get their asses kicked in the next round? That's going to look even worse. And you know what's crazy? One time I was in the space. You wasn't in the space. I think it's when I was on my way. It might have been when I was on my way to, to the game or it was probably before that. But you weren't in the space, 77 spaces. Okay. And they were like, I was talking about how much I hate Obibs. So they were like, Reese, you sound kind of like pessimistic Reese. And I was like, hey, let me tell you something. There's no reason for alter ego pessimist persona. I'm a pessimist by nature. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. a pessimistic human being. I don't need an alternate goddamn ego. <laughs> Why do you think I don't fucking like Optimus Bibbs? <laughs> like, <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm telling you, I'm fucking nervous, man. <laughs> like,. <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm not a hundred percent. That's why I'm not popping shit on a timeline. That's why I'm not out here running these jokes off. I'm saving myself. I'm saving myself, man. But you know, uh before we before we transition to this middle segment, between me and Bibbs, both of our points that we just made together, I just wanna leave this message to the Mavs community. Please. Be humble.
We'll be back after these messages. So, I know you uh, probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment. Uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free... You can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. After that wonderful message by the great Kendrick Lamar and that message from our sponsor, which is us, uh, we are back for our second annual Mavs Season Awards. If you were with us last year, you remember us doing this. Basically, regular season type awards we're giving away to members of the team. <clears throat> uh, MVP, Sixth Man of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. Most improved Mav of the year and newcomer to replace rookie because we know the Mavs don't fuck with rookies and we usually don't have our draft picks. So, uh, without further ado, I think we can uh, jump right into it. Uh, do you want to get the no-brainer out of the way first? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. MVP is Luka Doncic. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't have to fucking explain that to y'all. Um, <laughs> defensive player of the year. It's Dorian Finney-Smith for me. Same. Same. Okay. Do so, you remember who we had last year? Yeah. Luca. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I would say that, that that's an upgrade now. We, Absolutely. We made some changes. Uh, shout out to Dorian. A huge year from him. Um Stepped up to the plate, took on a larger role. Confidence is on 10 right now. I love it. All right. So the next three are the ones that we probably, you know, we may have the same, but I think they're not no-brainer awards. So, so I'll let you choose between six man of the year, most improved, and newcomer. Which one do you want to go with first? 
the one I think is going to be the most controversial, I think I want to save for last. Which one do you think? that? Because I know what my most controversial is. I think the six is. Mav is the most controversial for me. I think Newcomer is most controversial for me. So let's do most approved. All right. Uh, I'll give. You, I'll let you give yours first since I lifted off the no-brainers. I have Josh Green. And Okay, I can understand that. He was okay. Yeah, and now you're going to look at the stats and say stats ain't really popping off the page, but he's not a stats player. Um, for me, the improvement for Josh Green comes to, first of all, getting on the court is <laughs> number one. Yeah. Um, but number two is every time he came in, he did what he was expected to do. He, he flew around. He got offensive rebounds. I think he had a double-digit assist game, a d- double-digit rebound game. Uh, he was all over the place. When he came in, it was instant energy. You feel his presence on the court when he's on the court. I think he's earned himself a spot in the playoff rotation. His three-point percentage has gotten to a respectable point, uh, especially the second half of the year. When he gets a ball wide open in the corner, I expect it to go in. Um, it's a beautiful thing. I'm excited for his future. He's only going to continue to improve exponentially going forward, but I'm very proud as a, as an early sugar glider adopter. I'm very proud of the progress he's made. He's my six math or he's my most improved math of the year. Yeah, this is definitely, uh, <laughs> anybody can attest to this. This is definitely a Josh green stand podcast. Uh, we are definitely supporters of Josh green. Um, I guess I can say this now since the season is over. It didn't happen. Uh, I told Bibbs during the summer I wanted to get a player on. And Josh Green was the only player I reached out to. That's the one I wanted on, honestly. So, uh, you know, hopefully that can happen in the future. But we ain't got credentials. so that, Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, I didn't necessarily want to, but we can go there if, if we need to. Yeah. It's uh maybe next, something we have to look at. Next into. steps type stuff. You know? Yeah, you know. We, Gotta have progress every year. We still young in the infancy of this podcast. Uh but my most improved map of the year is the White Powell. Uh we I went with the White Powell. I wanted to show the White Powell some love, man, especially him coming off that Achilles. Shout out to Kevin Durant for showing that boy some love. Uh, a lot of people I saw some people saying, Damn, I didn't even think Kevin Durant knew who the White Powell is. The- Kevin Durant Reeves basketball. He knows who fucking say. NBA players are. <laughs> um, <laughs> the White Powell isn't really respected as much among us, but he's respected among his peers, I'm sure. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, is he? Um, he's like in one of the league committees or something. I can't. Think I think of. so. Yeah, so he's he's like he talks to everybody and stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, he he didn't really start off, you know, out the gate this season, but he's progressed gradually throughout the season uh a lot of the times we thought we would get cooked going against elite centers or just bigs in general and Dwight Powell along with the way he's played on defense Jason Kidd's defensive schemes uh Dwight Powell playing his role to a T uh being a better rim runner this year like I said coming off that Achilles injury something like that is not seen very often the way he did it obviously he's not an elite player but for him to even come back to a form like this is exceptional uh in my opinion um and i think a lot of the team's success especially on defense can be credited to dwight powell and i feel like people didn't give him enough credit that he deserves so i'm gonna give him this award i know the fan base has turned the new leaf over on him and he's getting a lot of love i love to see it i want to keep it coming in so my most improved Mav of the year it's the White Powell. I like it. Um, played every single game this year. Yep. Uh, one of, I believe, five players. I thought it was four. 
it was five yesterday. I don't know if the one of them. Okay. Been, but I'm pretty sure it was five. Okay. Um, and his highest field goal percentage of his career as well. So, um, yeah, shout out to Dwight. Um, I I gave him a lot of shit on the timeline. Yeah, we both I, did. And I don't take any of it back. <clears throat> I don't. <laughs> like you Bullying said. Bullying works. But he's hooping right now. So shout out to Dwight. Sure. He's going to be important, very important for us if we're going to make some noise here in these playoffs. Josh Green was my runner-up, though. Okay. Yeah, Josh oh. Green was my runner-up. <clears throat> was it a tough call or – Yes. Okay. Yes, it was a tough call. Um, the the Achilles injury is what put him over the top. It's a good story, and I'm glad we got to give both of them some love. So. Yeah. All right. So, you want to move? Which which it's controversial? Turn, Let's move into six man. <clears throat> you six go first. Man. I'll go first. My six man of the year is Josh Green. Ooh wee. Okay. <laughs> My sixth man of the year is Josh Green. Obviously, Josh Green isn't going to have the numbers to support a sixth man of the year, but this ain't traditional NBA awards, and I can give these awards out based on the criteria that I want. And in my opinion, nobody bought energy off the bench this year consistently like Josh Green did. Mm. Energy on offense, energy on defense. There were times where we were getting our asses kicked, giving up leads, down by 20 where one of the only few motherfuckers I saw actually giving a goddamn effort on the floor on both sides was Josh motherfucking green. When it came to playmaking, he showed he can playmake this year. That goddamn game against what, what fucking game were we watching? The Blazers. Okay. Well, we were watching, giving live reactions to this motherfucker. I had never, I didn't know he had shit like that in his bag. I will never forget that night. This fact that he's even obviously you mentioned his three point uh <clears throat> He went from sixteen percent to thirty six percent. And obviously most of that is just opportunity. That's all he needed was opportunity. Shout out to Jason Kidd for giving this kid an opportunity to actually get minutes on the court and improve, which is why I'm sure he won your most improved. But the energy that he brings off the bench, his consistency. Obviously, he's not a great player. He still has some growing to do. He still has some things to improve on. The fact that he's willing to take those threes now means the defense has to respect it. And with athleticism like his and his ability ability to dribble the ball, obviously, he's not an elite ball handler. He's not a guy you're going to give the ball to and say create a shot. But he has the speed, and I think he has a really quick first step to where if these teams have to close out on him, he can attack the basket. And I like Josh Green attacking the basket. And he's only going to get better at these things with great coaching. So Josh Green wins my sixth man of the year award. And I am curious to hear uh, who wins it for you. All right. So this actually was forced to come down to two players. Because uh, certain players started more games than I realized. Uh, Reggie Bullock, for example, was eliminated because he started more than half of the games he played. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. has been injured too long. So it came down to two players. Josh Green and Maxi Cleveland. Now, I actually didn't make a decision. I'm going to do a coin flip. Ain't no fucking way. To decide. <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. Award. Ain't no fucking way. 
I'm just kidding. This job's great. I, I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say. I know I just sat here and said we give our own criteria, but goddamn, if you was to come on this podcast and give Maxi Kleber an award over anybody, especially Josh Green, brother, we was gonna have a problem. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Yeah, like after I had to eliminate Reggie Bullock, I was like, all right, well, it's kind of kind of forcing my head. I can't give Maxi an award with how trash he played. So I actually brought it down to. I, if Maxi was still shooting, like if his overall percentage from three was still respectable, I was gonna go ahead and give it to him because statistically he did more over the course of the season. His rebounding was still important for us, his defense was still important for us. But that three-point percentage is complete cheeks. So I couldn't do it. Josh Green, you got two awards, my guy. I don't care how it makes us look. By the way, uh, we here now. If you still putting energy into hating on Josh Green as a Dallas Mavericks fan, what is wrong with you? Why you hate your life? Do better, man. Do better. It's better people. Hate on Shannon LeBron. Yeah, hate on veterans. Don't hate on the kid, man. Come on now. Yeah. The Protect the kid. Like Shannon LeBron. We we can't he's he's ours now. Protect the kid. Facts. He's our cub. He's our Simba. Man, Fuck Justin see, Anderson. If you see if you see him taking steps in the right direction, don't hate on that. Fuck Justin Anderson. Josh Green, the new Simba. Justin Anderson been hooping though, low, low key. Man. Where? Indiana, yeah, he been hooping, hooping, or contributing. He been hooping. Okay. <clears throat> Shout out Justin Anderson. I just don't like him because I gave him my goddamn Comcast login so he could watch something one time and the motherfucker ain't say thank you. What? Yeah. That's a whole other story. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you go down a rabbit hole. It is for sure. <clears throat> so we I don't even remember what the fuck it was to watch, but I DM'd it to him, and the motherfucker ain't say thank you. He didn't acknowledge it. Nothing. He, he asked on the timeline. He did. Somebody give me the Xfinity, and he ain't got a lot of fucking followers, so he wasn't getting a whole lot of fast responses. So I said, "Yeah, sure, I got you." You know, DM'd it to him. Seen it. No, thank you. Didn't even fucking acknowledge it. Did he use it? <clears throat> Do you know? He probably fucking used it. I don't know. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, no comment. Um, shout out. Now, let me ask you this: Was why did you feel this pick was controversial? Was it because you knew you were giving him two awards? Yeah, okay. I didn't because I was trying not to give somebody two awards if I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I was gonna I, again, I was gonna give it to Reggie Bullock, but I realized he was disqualified, so I had to change it. So let me ask you a question: Was the White Power considered for most improved for you at all? No. Okay. No. Okay. Just because. He's had better seasons. Yeah, I see. I, I, I get that. Yeah. So I eliminated him off of that. All right. So now it comes down to newcomer of the year. I feel like my pick is extremely controversial. Actually, I know you it is. You better not. Di- I'm going to let that. So. Right. Oh, shit. So <laughs> I'm going to let you go first. All right. I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to keep it 100 million billion quadrillion. My pick is based on what I expect is going to be needed for us to get out of the first round. So I went with Spencer motherfucking damn with it. I expected that. That's the safe pick. <laughs> I thought it was kind of risky because he I think that's the safe like pick. 20 games. Who the fuck else you going to give it to? The He's done guy. more in those 20 games than the other motherfuckers have all season. I, I don't. All right, who's your pick? Let me get that out of the way. Then we can. I don't. I think you should finish what you got to say first, because if right, you hear my pick, so, you, you ain't gonna want to talk about your pick. I just wore the Dimwitty sweater 
yesterday. Facts. Just was out with the Dan Witty sweater. It's very cool. Oh, you said yesterday. Okay, cool. cool, cool. Yesterday. I'm wearing the, the Game Cogs. This is the 2017 championship hoodie. I got to get to 2022, but that's whatever. Um, the Cogs know about inches. And that length. You, you got you to gotta take those inches, as Diana Rotorossi said. Anyway. Um, what she know about that? Get the strap. Let's get it. Hey, yo. I apologize, y'all. It wasn't supposed to go that far. It wasn't supposed to go that Matter of fact, I'm going to take blame because if I ain't start the joke, you know what? Go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. Uh, so Spencer Dinwiddie, Spencer Winwitting, because that's all we've done since we got him. Uh, I think he's a huge, besides Josh Green, as far as a newcomer goes, he's the biggest X factor for me in this playoff run because he's going to be the guy I expect to, to do things when it comes to uh, making things happen when Luca is on the bench. And I just reminded myself of some stuff that happened and we might need Dinwiddie more than ever. <laughs> I'm about to cry actually, because this, this, we didn't even talk about the Luca calf strain. <laughs> I really situation. don't want to talk about it. But depending on how that goes, Spencer Dinwiddie may be that much more important all of a sudden. So, uh, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie, Spencer Winwitty, that's my guy. Uh, again, I felt it was controversial because he's only been here for like 20 games, but I'm that's, I'm riding with him. I'm going to stand beside him. All right. If you so, say what I think you're about to say, I'm, I'm stopping the podcast. Like, the podcast is over. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> my, my I went into on the stop recording button. I went into this thinking, you know, out of all the newcomers this year, who really gave the team the biggest impact? The team benefited from the most. And to me, that was only one person. So my newcomer of the year is Jason Kidd. I saw that coming. It's Jason Kidd. I don't give a fuck. Ain't nobody say it got to be a player. It's the Mavs Awards. That motherfucker's a Mav. And God damn it, I've been telling y'all all all season, y'all ain't giving that man enough credit. I'm going to do it right now. And I was on that train with y'all. I was not happy about the Jason Kidd signing. It had nothing to do with his allegations. I didn't think he was a good fucking coach. Mm. I felt they went with the safe pick. I felt they went, oh, he was on the 2011 team. He's in-house. We know him. Yeah, let's hire Jason Kidd. Beginning of the season, I said, I'm going to get this man a chance. Because he's the coach. He's not going anywhere. Let's give him a chance and see what he does. Training camps came. He started talking about the things he wanted to do with this team and the offense. I saw the vision. I said, okay, now I'm going to really give him a chance. I just need to see how he incorporates it on the court. Preseason came, I started seeing some things. I was like, okay, you know, it's a little rusty, but I get it. Dorian Finney-Smith started taking mid-ranges. Shit was weird, right? Look how that, look how that giving him, giving Dorian Finney-Smith that confidence benefited this team. We've never seen Dorian Finney-Smith like this before. We've never seen this Mavs team play defense like this before. Yeah, it is still kind of a heliocentric offense, but not as bad as it was before under Rick Carlisle's system. All due respect to him. 
I don't think there's a single person that joined this goddamn Mavs team between the offseason and right now that has impacted this team the way Jason Kidd has. If you feel that has been, I respect that opinion. But in my opinion, there is none. So shout out to Coach Jason Kidd. I'm giving you your flowers, brother. You are my newcomer, Mavs newcomer of the year. But, you know, you were given a reaction when I was talking about mine would be controversial. Were you expecting it to be kid or somebody else? How do you feel about I, my kid pick? Be honest. I um, So I was wondering who it could possibly be if it wasn't um, <clears throat> Dinwiddie or Bullock. Since you said it was controversial. Because those wouldn't be controversial in my eyes. Right. So I was like, if this mother Hubbard says Davis Bertans, I'm stopping the podcast. Now, why the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) No fucking way. And then I remember he's not going to do a joke. So then, like, as you were speaking, I was like, Jason Kidd. So, um, yeah, man. And and technically, as an extension of Dinwiddie, I could say Nico Harrison, too, uh, needs some love. uh, Because he's giving me hope again as far as, like, trades and off-season acquisitions like i actually I agree. have some faith that good things may occur in the future so you know what i uh questioned it in the off-season you know i they said you know be careful what you wish for because i've been calling for donnie and and rick's heads for a couple years mm-hmm. they said be careful what you wish for jason kidd i said was the last coach i wanted us to hire based on his history not just personal but as a coach and when they hired him i was pissed but i said like you said he's ours we gotta we gotta ride it out we gotta see what happens people that were talking about him getting fired within the before the end of the year that was never gonna be a possibility like i don't even know i didn't even entertain that idea this is not um, a lebron team right right like his expectation as long as he kept the team where they were previously he was safe um <clears throat> and he took a step forward he got us to 50 wins so it's um <clears throat> i like the pick and uh I'm, I'm curious how people are going to react to it on on uh when they listen to this i'm pod. curious as well like i said you know if somebody feels like jason kidd isn't and they don't like the pick i respect that i get it but i felt like i couldn't rightfully give it to anyone else when i felt deep inside he deserved it the most with all due respect to Spencer Dinwiddie and what he's done, his impact hasn't been as large as or significant as Jason Kidd's, and it damn sure wasn't Reggie Bullock for me. So, mm. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. But with those out of the way, surprise, y'all. We got more awards for y'all. <laughs> Not only are we giving, or did we already already give, our Mavs regular season awards away. We are giving our personal picks. Well, personal slash predictions, but mainly personal picks for the regular season awards. All NBA teams and all defensive teams. We didn't do this last year. Y'all, this is like premium. We should make y'all pay for this, but we not. <laughs> Maybe one day. <clears throat> Maybe one day. So this is how we're going to do this. Just so we're not here all night. Because we know when we get to talking, we'll be here for a minute. <laughs> so we're going to speed through all the regular season awards. 
then go over them. I'll go through mine. No, we'll. How do you want to go back do and it? forth? We can go back, <clears> back and forth. forth. Okay, cool. That's what I was gonna say. You want to do back a snake? Yeah, like, that's perfect. It, yeah, go back and forth. Okay, that's perfect. Okay, <clears throat> so we'll do that. Finish it. Discuss it. Then we'll do the same with the All NBA team. All right, sounds good. All right, so with the All NBA team, no, we'll. I'll just give my five. You give your five. Then you go to the sec like that. So okay. All right. So as far as the regular season awards, what order do you want to go in? I say uh, whoever goes first picks the first award. Whoever goes like whoever takes over the next round picks their award. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'll start it off. Uh, my regular season NBA MVP is Nikola Jokic. Mm. Mine is Giannis. Okay. Uh, my sixth man of the year is Tyler Hero. My sixth man of the year is Tyler Hero. My defensive player of the year is Giannis. Almost went there. My defensive player of the year. I went ahead and conceded Bam just because I wanted the Heat to get an award. Okay. Rookie of the year, Evan Mobley. Rookie of the year, Evan Mobley. <clears throat> Most improved player, DeJounte Murray. This was tough for me. Um, I went ahead and conceded again. I went with Ja. Okay. And the only one left. Coach of the year, Monty Williams. Coach of the year, M.A. Udoka. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That's one I really want to talk about. <clears throat> Shall we? I'll jump right into it then since I'm here. Uh, it was between Monty Williams, Taylor Jenkins, and M.A. Udoka for me. Um, obviously Monty Williams, you know, you have, there's narratives in all awards. Y'all got to stop saying narratives shouldn't matter for awards. They should, because they add context as well. Okay. So obviously Monty Williams repeating last year. A lot of people said that was a fluke. They made the finals, came back had the best record in the league. Pretty much by far. It wasn't even close. They're the best team in the NBA, in my opinion, the deepest team in the NBA, in my opinion. Right. Taylor Jenkins. Memphis Grizzlies, the underdog team. A lot of people didn't have them in the playoffs or the play-in. Made the playoffs last year through the play-in. Don't have much star power outside of John Morant, who, to be honest, a lot of people would say had a down season last year compared to his rookie year, came out on fire this year. Nice young team, cohesive. A lot of people felt like they made a bad trade getting rid of Jonas Valanciunas for Steven Adams. It worked out for him. Now they are the second best team in the league with the second best record in, in the West. Mm. But for me, it was M.A. Udoka. Simply because the Boston Celtics had a rough start. And they turned around with the biggest turnaround, I believe, in NBA history. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't check that. I've heard that. I didn't check it myself, but I've heard that. That's why I said I believe because I have to check it myself. But the fact that we were talking about, and even me, myself, even in spaces, saying the team that needs to hit the panic button is the Boston Celtics. I yeah. don't believe they were. They were in play-in territory at one point. We were yeah. talking about and having discourse about breaking up Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum before the All-Star break even got here. 
and the way he implemented, I talked about the way Jason Kidd implemented defense. The Boston Celtics have the best defense in the entire NBA. The way this team has turned around to finish as the second seed, I think says a lot about coaching. And that's what a coach is supposed to do. Rally the team, inspire the team to come back when you're down in situations like that instead of just giving up on a season. That's why M.A. Udoka gets my coach of the year. Yeah, and you could say he he never was rattled. Like, I don't recall yeah. him ever saying anything questionable or uh, making dramatic changes of any mm-hmm. sort. Like, he he stayed the course. He believed in what he had going, and the team bought in, and they started winning games. Um, <clears throat> I personally respect the pick. Um, I gave it to Monty just because he could have got it last year. He didn't. Yeah. And it, I, I want him to win. I want him to get an award. He deserves uh, some he recognition does. for what he's what he's put together over there. So I will say I understand why he didn't get it last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I, I wanted to give it to Taylor <clears throat> Jenkins, but <clears throat> I'm not passing up Monty again. Yeah, um, I, I understand that. So that's how I felt about it. Um, <clears throat> the one I wanted to talk about was the most improved. So first of all, a lot of young guys took huge leaps this year. Like. <laughs> There's so many ways you could go with this award. Um, I initially was going to go with Darius Garland. That's that would have been fair as well. But I felt like it was a recency bias pick because of what he did against how he looked against us the other night. I don't Um, think so because he's really been good all season. He deserved it for sure. But like as far as putting him over Jaw for me, I'm a Jaw guy, and again, I wanted to recognize the Grizzlies. So once I realized I wasn't giving the coach award to Taylor Jenkins, I gave the most approved a job. So that's how I came down to it. But Garland was, it was neck and neck between him and Garland for me. I'm going to be honest. Maybe this is petty, but Luca's second year, I felt like he was 100% deserving of most improved player. Yeah. And I mean, he, he was what, top three, considered. right? He wasn't. I thought he was. No, he was, he was top three. Yeah, he said he shouldn't have been. And he said he shouldn't have been, but I felt like he should have. He should that's what improved is. It was very similar to what Josh just did. Exactly. But now they're saying Josh should win it when, you know, I get that. But Josh playing great, but we knew Josh was great. Mm. And to be honest, if this was his second year, I would be willing to give it to him. Gotcha. But the fact that he had a great rookie year, he had a bit of a down year last year. And then he had this great year. It's like, it's kind of fluctuating. It's not like cool, average, good, great, like that. Mm. See what I'm saying? With me, DeJounte Murray, even Darius Garland, uh, I believe it's somebody else that could have been, Miles Bridges, even, to some extent. He was an early candidate more so. Yeah, he was my early pick. Yeah, but DeJounte Murray, even Tyler Hero could have got, most improved to be honest, but he already had six man locked up. DeJounte Murray, a lot of motherfuckers wasn't talking about DeJounte Murray before this season. He was very under the radar. Yeah. I even heard rumors about the Spurs possibly trading him. I th- and I think they were legit rumors, too. But I didn't, yeah. I didn't think it was because they thought he was bad, necessarily. No, right. Maybe they were trying to change the way they were playing or something. That's the only thing I could think of. And to be honest, <laughs> if not for DeJounte Murray, they wouldn't even be in the play-in right now. Like They wouldn't even be a competitive team. He does almost everything on that team defense offense playmaking 
The motherfucker rebounds the goddamn basketball. He does everything for that team. And the fact, I think he's proven, hey, if the Spurs want to go full rebuild, a contending team can go get DeJounte Murray as their number two and legitimately contend, depending on who their number one is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can say that about a guy like Ja as well, but I feel like DeJounte is more deserving based off the circumstances I gave. Now, if somebody says Ja is deserving, I completely understand that. I just personally wouldn't give it to him. That's all. Okay. I respect it. Um, should we talk about my Giannis MVP pick? Oh uh, yeah, sure. If you want to, I mean, I, I fully understand. Like, I'm gonna be honest. Defensive player of the year, I was like, bro, it's no wrong answer. I'm gonna just say Giannis. Like, I I was gonna give it to him, but I didn't want to double up and feel like. Yeah, I figured that's why you did it. Yeah. Um, MVP. I was like, bro. I feel like it's Jokic, but if a motherfucker say Giannis or even... No, not Embiid at this point. I think he lost out of the race. <laughs> it's between Giannis and Jokic. But if a motherfucker say Jokic or Giannis, cool. Like, yeah. fine by me. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I think it's down to those three. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Embiid still has a chance, but he he's third for me. I think I had... <clears throat> so I had Giannis... A Dame, and then either Steph or Luca, depending on if one of them got their team to the three seed at the beginning of the year. I remember I had Trey Young in that conversation at the beginning of this year. Yeah, I, I went back and looked at my pre preseason predictions. I was like, man, I was uh, the season looked very different. I remember because we did that episode with Dalton. Yeah, that's the one I was referring to. I think I yeah. picked Dame, and then I had Giannis as my backup. And then Steph slash Luca, depending on if one of them got their team ahead of the Blazers. Uh, I think my rookie, I had Jalen Green, Evan Mobley as my backup. So I got to stick there. Six man, Poole, Brunson, both eliminated from that possibility because they both ended up starting too many games. So Clarkson was the only one I had left. Um, and then <laughs> they fell off. Defensive player of the year, I had, uh, who did I have for defensive player of the year? Go Bear. Uh, with Giannis as my backup and Draymond third. Most improved, I had Mo Bamba. <laughs> and I mean, for a minute, he was looking like a candidate, but his team just was ass. At the beginning of the year, he was he was hooping. Uh, but then they fell off. But um, I don't even want to talk about these playoff predictions I had, man. Was, yeah, we're not even going to get into that because I remember our playoff predictions. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. All right. So, do you want to discuss your MVP or? <clears throat> no, I mean Giannis. I mean, I feel like he did his job. Like yeah. they didn't go, like they didn't do what the Suns did and just go out there and kill everybody every night. Mm-hmm. They kind of coasted all year, but they were Giannis as well. I think Giannis was playing like thirty-two minutes a game or something like that, and they said that his scoring average. I think he's the first player since first player maybe ever actually I saw to average uh, over thirty points per 36 or something like that for four straight seasons or five straight seasons, something like that. Oh, wow. Um, I think they said Jordan was the only other player to do it in four seasons, but he didn't do it in four seasons consecutively because, you know, he disappeared for a minute right. there. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Giannis, man. Like, he, he, if he had played a full complement of minutes and games like everybody else, his stats would have been astronomical. He would have been undeniable. Um so I have to look at what he actually did when he was on the court. I can't just look at 
the the raw numbers. So shout out to Giannis. He's the best player in the league. There's no debate for me. Facts. Same. Uh you wanna discuss any more of these or move on to I'm good. Harlan? I'm good on that. I'm good as well. So uh I'll start off listing my all NBA first team. And uh once I'm done you list yours and you go right into the second team. All right, and yeah. Yeah. All right. So my two guards are Luca and John Morant. My two forwards are Giannis and KD. My center is Nikola Jokic. Okay. Uh, everything's the same except I cheated and did like what they oh allowed us God, to do. Man. So I got Jokic and Embiid on the first. <sighs> I can't believe you took the easy way out. With Giannis, Luca, and John. Hey, they said they're eligible, so I did it. Who said they're eligible? The league. You can vote for. <laughs> yeah, they. They. they so if they the basically league. agree to vote for Jokic as a forward, they can make it happen. They doing that. They doing. They motherfuckers ain't played no man. All right. They doing that shit because they too afraid to put a motherfucker on the second team. Somebody got to be second, goddammit. But go ahead and go to your <laughs> second team. Man. Second team, I got Trey, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, KD, and Cat. Meow. Okay. Don't fucking. <laughs> Big perm. Feel me? Okay. My second team, I have Steph. DeRozan, Jimmy, damn, Tatum, and Embiid. Okay, and we're gonna be different on the center just because I had cheated. Yeah, Embiid in the first. And my <clears> third <throat> team—that's very different. Go ahead. My third team. I have Trey Young, Devin Booker, LeBron James. Does he even qualify? Yeah, if KD qualify, he qualify. I know he doesn't qualify for uh, the uh, points leader because he ain't playing yeah. enough, but he might qualify for third. I think it's different. I checked. They I they got different. like two, three games apart. I think it's different. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <clears throat> LeBron, yeah, I didn't want to do it, but anyway. Pascal Siakam. Okay. And Cat. Okay. No comment. No comment. Oh man. Um, I know my second team was a little controversial. I'm not gonna lie. So your second team is my third team, pretty much. Uh, And my third team is pretty much your second team. The top half, yeah. So Steph, Jimmy, DeRozan. So that was your second team, right? That's my third team. Steph, Jimmy, DeRozan. (laughs) So we all had the same guards, pretty much. Uh, and then because I fucked around with the guard forward situation, uh, Siakam and Gobert. Not mad at that. Not mad at that at all. Center. I got four centers in. That's the the difference there. So who's Cheers, different? Cool. Who do we have different? You have LeBron. Yeah, I have LeBron. You don't. LeBron instead of Gobert. Other yeah. than that, we pretty much had the same people. Well, that's the yeah. The only difference is like I went the traditional position route. You kind of played with it a little bit, which is cool. I mean, I don't yeah. really have a problem with that. The yeah. only reason LeBron made it is because I went the traditional route, to be honest. <clears throat> if I played right. around with it, that motherfucker was going to get left off. What's, who was your next person? I was going to find some fucking body. I was going to throw Bam in that bitch. <laughs> See, that's why I gave him uh, Depoy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. 
because you did say you wanted to get a heat. Oh, I'm board. a dumbass too. I just realized because <laughs> you gave Jimmy Butler a fucking yeah. Genius. I just realized though. What? I ain't put him on my all defensive team. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker pulling a Mark Gasol and goddamn 2013. I mean, I'm, I'm leaving it alone. I ain't even going to change it. Yeah, I want to know what it is. I want to know what it is. Because I tried to do something <laughs> a little different. I tried to do something a little different. All right, so I guess we should go right into... I mean, yeah, we had mostly the same thing, so it ain't too much to talk ain't about. Ain't nothing that. to talk about, really. <laughs> all right, I'll go right into my all defensive first team. Okay. Uh, my two guards, Marcus Smart, Matisse Thibel. Mm. My two forwards, Giannis and Draymond. And my center is Rudy Gobert. Pretty straightforward. Um, everything the same except I had Drew instead of Thibel in the first team. Fair. What's your second team? Second team, I had Thibault, D'Anthony Melton. Hmm. I went, I dipped into my advanced analytics bag. Oh, shit. Mel- <laughs> so Melton is a guy that I... have flashbacks. Melton is-, <laughs> <laughs> Melton is a guy I like coming out of the draft, partially, mostly because of his defensive <clears throat> prowess. Um, I was very high on him, and the numbers do... Uh, hold up as far as him being a clamp guy type guy off, off for the for the Grizzlies, not something that shows up in the stat sheet, but he has a, a definite impact on the game. So Melton Thibault are my guards. I have Jaron Jackson and Mobley as the forwards, and Robert Williams as the 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 other center pushing Bam out of the all defensive team because uh, Robert Williams needs some love. He's he's the key cog for that Celtics defense. I figured that's who you was putting in place of Bam. I figured yeah. that much, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, not in, not okay with in place of Bam, but you showing him some love. I'm okay yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, my second team <clears throat> at my first guard spot, I got Pat Bev. My second guard spot, I got Drew Holiday. My third, my forward spot, got Mikael Bridges. Ooh, yeah. I was just looking and thinking, like, I can't believe I didn't get a son in there. Yeah. My fourth spot, I got Jaron Jackson Jr. And my center spot, I got Bam Adebayo. So basically, the only difference is Mobley for Mikael Bridges. Yeah. I, I thought about I thought about giving Mobley that love, but I had to leave him off. Yeah, hold up. That's not the only one because I had Melton, Melton and Pat Bev was. The oh only. yeah, Melton. Yeah, Melton and Pat Bev. Yeah, I had to make sure I got a clamp, <clears throat> clamp specialist that that's not going to get any love from the national media. I had to make sure I got one in there at least. Yeah, I had to. I mean, Pat Bev doesn't get that either, and I feel right. like he brought a lot of great defense to the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's kind of going overlooked this year, so I want to show him some love. Uh, I know he said his career was ruined. Uh, by Russell Westbrook, so you still got motherfuckers <laughs> that actually watch basketball out here showing you some love, brother. I'm just saying, even Thanks. though I don't like all the extra antics and shit, but whatever. Um, yeah, I think we we got through that pretty easy. So yeah, that was not painful at all. That was not painful. That was easy. I mean, we usually agree on a lot of these things, but uh, I'm curious to see what y'all think. The listeners think. Uh, I want y'all to tweet at us, whether it's at us or at the Mavs Outsiders page. Definitely want to hear y'all opinions on who y'all would leave out, who y'all would put in, how y'all feel about our awards. But 
With that being said, we're going to move on to the final segment where I will give away the Mavs Unsung Hero of the Year Award. The very first one. Then we're going to close out the regular season. After these messages. The NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus... For each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and it's time for the moment of truth. I'm going to look right into the camera for this one. Mm. It's time for the moment of truth. Every single week we come on the show, I've been telling you, hey, this guy's the unsung hero of the week. This guy's the unsung hero of the week. You've heard Bibbs ask me over and over and over, hey, you know, what's the ranking looking like for the unsung hero of the year? You keeping a tally? I have. Tally is in. The vote is in. It's a clear victory. It was decided two weeks ago. I don't even have to look at the phone. I know. So, the Mavs Outsiders first annual Unsung Hero of the Year award with five wins throughout the season. You cut out like right after you said five wins. Okay, I didn't say much after that. I didn't say anything after Your that. Audio sounds different all of a sudden too. Sure. You unplug your mic. I didn't. Oh yeah, it did come unplugged. Can you, I, I sound better now. <laughs> Let's try that again. <clears throat> the first annual. <laughs> <laughs> Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Year Award goes to with five wins Mr. Dorian Finney-Smith a lot of you guessed it on Twitter I put the tweet out I said who do you think the award goes to with the five wins a lot of you guessed Dorian Finney-Smith you guessed correctly um, the runner up Surprisingly, it was Reggie Bullock with three. Mm. Reggie Bullock had three. I said the award was won two weeks ago because two weeks ago when Reggie did not win, I know he had no chance. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, it, it. I would have liked it to come down to the wire, but it didn't. But shout out to Reggie. Uh, just to give some some uh, shout out to some other guys, like I said, DFS with five, Reggie with three, Dwight Powell had two, 
Spencer Dinwiddie had two. Maxi Kleber had two. THJ had two. Guy who missed most of the season. Brunson had one. Shannon LeBrother had one. Josh Green had one. I remember on a podcast. Yeah, I remember. I actually went back and listened because on a podcast I mentioned I said that he won two. I was that was incorrect. That was wrong. He that was his first one. That was his only one. So Frank got one. And shout out to these two guys. KP got one. And Moses got one as well. Oh wow. So Shout out to those dudes, but in the end, there can only be one. Shout out to the Highlander. There can only be one, uh, and it was Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, this was fun. I'm looking forward to doing this again, you know, uh, next season. Maybe I'll do Unsung Hero with the playoffs, depending on how long we last. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, but, yeah, this was fun. I was looking forward to it. I know Bibbs said he was looking forward to it. Uh I'm glad we can give Dodo some love, even though he already got some love early on the fucking podcast. But he been getting love <laughs> all goddamn money. season. But hey, man, he worked hard. He deserve it, he and he money. got his payday. He got some money. Like he, he's good. He got the Luca stamp. Like he want to play his whole career with him. Like that, it don't get no better than that. It don't get no better than that. You can start to sound like him. Like it, it's great. You gonna eat for the rest of your life, my boy. So, yeah. hey, shout out to Dorian Finney Smith, but. I'm going to kick it to Bibbs now because he has something he wants to give to you all, so to speak. Yeah, so, you know, I uh, the weekly forecast is gone. Uh, Weatherman Bibbs is on vacation. He's in Cancun. Um, but I did want to look at the playoff landscape. So something I like to do every year at the start of the playoffs, uh, there's a particular thing that kind of gives you an idea of who the true contenders are in the playoffs um historically going back almost every champion has this one characteristic and that is being in the top 10 in offensive rating and defensive rating if a team is the top 10 in both of those there's a good chance that that team is a contender now there are five teams in the NBA that meet these criteria. Most of them are obvious. One of them is not. Now, I'm going to go through it. The top four. The top four. The first four, I'll say. The Boston Celtics. The Phoenix Suns. The Memphis Grizzlies the Miami Heat, and then there's that fifth team. Who could that fifth team be? Who could it be now? Who could it be? The Utah Jazz. And that's all I got to say. I knew you was about to do this shit, man. I'm sitting here with my mic muted. I said, I know he not about to do this shit. 
I know he not about to do this shit. We could have ended the goddamn podcast on a goddamn high note, giving this goddamn award to Dorian Finch-Smith, and you want to come on this some bitch. Why am I talking in a country accent? And you want to come on this some bitch and sour with a goddamn end into the regular season, letting motherfuckers know or letting motherfuckers believe the goddamn Utah Jazz are goddamn contender because they rank goddamn top ten in offensive defensive rating. This is some goddamn bullshit. <laughs> What you pl- what was that song you played? We gotta make sure that they stay humble <laughs> in these streets. Man, look, I'm not excited about this playoff at all. The, the the thing that I saw before we started recording this did not help at all. So I'm just letting y'all know. I, I want us to win. We should win. We're a higher ranked seed. We have home court advantage. If we lose, it's a disappointment. But there is every reason for the Utah Jazz to beat us. I have to accept that reality. Everything is there. All the ingredients are there. We accepted that reality earlier. We ain't need your goddamn <laughs> statistics. We need to make sure y'all remember. <laughs> uh, and I was actually shocked to see this because I knew they had the number one offense but I wasn't sure where their defense rating was because when Rudy Gobert was out they had a historically terrible defense and he was out for a little while did I mention Rudy Gobert was out for a little while because do you know why he was out a calf strain the same injury that Luca was just diagnosed. Yo, you you really just like bringing everything down on this fucking podcast right now I'm gonna be Rudy honest Gobert with you. was out for three weeks like I almost it's so bad I almost asked where the fuck is the other dude, but it's not that bad. <laughs> like that's how bad you are right now. Like I was doing completely okay. It's one o'clock in the fucking morning. I don't want to be upset. I might not come back to this podcast. You might have to deal with the other guy. No, nah, I won't do this podcast. <laughs> I won't do this podcast. I'm gonna keep I, it I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something real quick. I'm gonna say something real quick to bring the mood back around. I almost like purchased some fake glasses and suspenders. <laughs> Yo, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get Optimus <laughs> When I tell you I would have quit, <laughs> I would have I would have breached my contract with TBPN <laughs> with the quickness. Like, it would have been great content, man. It would have been great content. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't have I don't have it in me though. I don't have it in me right now. Thank God. Um, since we are already on sour notes, I mean, it's one in the morning. We already here. Do you want to discuss ambulance for a little bit? Sure. I don't know when we started recording this either. So me either. Um. We'll so, out, so when did you see it? You saw it Friday. I mean Saturday, correct? Oh, Saturday. Saturday, yeah. I went and saw it. I made the choice to see that instead of the other movie. Yeah, I I made the same decision. Um. Based off of times, because uh, it was they had an earlier start time, and I wanted to get yeah, up. it um everything everywhere all at once had a start time of like twelve thirty. It was already like eleven something or some shit like that. I had already missed it, and ambulance started at two thirty. So I said I'll just see ambulance oh. and probably see the other one tomorrow. Um, I put a tweet out saying something like you know Michael Bay has a gift for like knowing how to ruin a fucking film and 
I probably should have clarified. I don't think this film was bad. Okay. I, I, I enjoyed this film. Um, I gave it a six and a half okay. out of 10. I enjoyed it. Um, I liked the characters. They did a great job with, they uh, did a great job with the characters. Um, the characters. Yeah. I will say in the beginning, I did not care for the way they set up the paramedics character. I was like, do we need this? But I guess seeing her arc through it, I'm like, I get it, but mm-hmm. did we really need it that in depth? And then when I saw the ending, I was like, okay, this is fucking stupid, but I'll get to that. Okay. I'll get to that. Um, spoilers ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck. Spoilers. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I love how I was surprised how fast we got them in the ambulance. Yeah. Like I was surprised how fast it went to. I thought it was going to be. Um, and I can't remember dude's name and I hate I can't because he was in Candyman and we love yeah, him. Yeah, Abdul Mateen. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. Second. Yeah. Okay, goddamn it. Um, <laughs> um, I thought we were gonna spend more time with him in the beginning and his wife, right? And then we were gonna meet Danny and the bank heist was gonna happen, but it happened like that. It was, and I was okay with that. You know, it it worked. We learned everything we needed to learn with that quick phone call, him trying to get the insurance money or whatever, or the help. Um, learned everything we needed to know. We learned everything we need to know about their relationship fairly quick even before we met him because his wife does not care for Danny um yep she said he better not be talking to, it better not be who I think it is he said it ain't and then he immediately called him and the best part about it <clears throat> I believed their brotherhood like yeah. I bought it 100% like there was not a moment where I was like yeah I'm not buying this it feels forced like 100% it felt real like even when he knows his brother Danny is completely wrong, like he said to the paramedic, "Hey, watch how you talking. That's my brother." Right. Like that. That's real. Cause no matter how wrong you feel like your <laughs> sibling is, motherfucker, watch your mouth. That's my brother, or that's my sister. So, um, what else? Uh, it. I will say. I hate to bag on Michael Bay about this because you can say this about a lot of directors. But God damn it, I saw some of these same goddamn shots in Transformers movies and Bad Boys movies, bro. <laughs> like, the goddamn shot of when they're in the riverbank driving and the helicopters are over them, I swear to God I saw that shot in the Transformers movie. I swear to God I did. And in a Bad Boys movie. There was <laughs> like, a couple of weird cuts of it where it didn't even look like it was the same piece for a second. He's hanging the gun out the way. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, and when I say Michael Bay, and I say I wanted to get all the good shit out the way, and that's not all the good <clears> shit. There's a lot of other good shit in there, but I don't want to be here all night. Um, when I say Michael Bay knows how to fuck up a film, give me a reason why this movie had to be two hours and sixteen minutes. Exactly. Like, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, that that's a problem. There's a lot of extra conflict in here that doesn't need to happen at all. Like there's a lot of times where they were in that ambulance and I'm like, yo, you can edit here. Like, or you could take some of that conflict in the take middle out. You Ooh. could take a lot of that conflict they had in the middle out to get to the end point. They really wanted to get to like the shit they did with the Hispanics. That shit was not fucking needed. No. Like when they went there and he was like, oh, you got the fucking cop in the cup. That's just not needed, bro. Like, extra. 
That shit was not needed. They didn't have to kill that dude, kill his son to get to that point, to create that they conflict. Did all, yeah, they just added a whole extra layer of bodies to... to you know what would have been better? And obviously, you know, we've seen movies like this. Set It Off, Takers, Queen and Slim. These motherfuckers long don't get away 100% scot-free. It, it just doesn't happen. Because at that point, you're already asking motherfuckers to suspend their disbelief. But at that point, it's like, alright, this is... Marvel wouldn't even do this shit. Like... <laughs> So at that, I'm like, bro, at this point with the whole cartel thing, cause that was a fantastic plan. That's, that's when they switched the thing. Yeah. 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 I had a feeling they were going to do that. I remember seeing that in Fast and the Furious too, but I was like, okay, they can actually kind of pull this off. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get away and live forever scot-free unless they just like go to a different country, change their names or some shit. But we know he already, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character already has like a set yeah. else. So yeah. I was just curious how it was going to like, how was Yaya's character going to make that work? Exactly. Because they knew who he was at that point. It's like, how is he going to make, if, they, if a certain large withdrawal of, of funds showed up, like how they're not just going to accept that. What I thought was gonna happen until they revi- they found out who he was, I thought he was gonna get away scot free. Mm. Until they said his name on the amp on the call, and I was like, "Oh damn, he's fucked!" Like, and he knows he's fucked at this point. So, yeah, um, yeah, a lot of that shit could have been taken out, man. Like, it it was completely unnecessary. All of the the a lot the of redundancy, a lot of redundancies, a lot of shit. Danny arguing with the fucking paramedic like bro it, over and over over and over like them oh man they're boxing us in let's right like what what, what are we making no progress after no time? fucking progress like all of that to kill the goddamn police dude that I didn't give a shit about and they didn't even say nothing after he died it was just like well he's dead and they didn't even confirm it. I didn't need them to confirm it. I saw right. where he got shot by. I know the motherfucker was dead. Yeah, they made it clear. Like I, Once I, I, I saw him go down, I said, oh, he's done. Yeah, you can't take a couple of them rounds and get up. That's not, not how that works. <laughs> I saw Walter White take one, and he was down for the count. And that's Walter White. It was... Uh, you just a cop. That was anticlimactic as hell. Like, it they, was. They did not... Like have a like usually you get a moment where it's like no not such and such not the chief <laughs> they was just pumping his chest right? right and then they ran to the helicopter so I'm like are they trying to get him to the ER or they just saying fuck it like <laughs> yeah like it was like they he, he, he they treated him like he was one of the background characters and much. what was the reason for implementing the goddamn uh the 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 dude with the husband that's in charge of what was the point. <laughs> Because he was supposed to have known uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. What did that do, though? It was, added like what? a layer of like them being able to communicate and it not being just a regular conversation between the FBI guy. And also, it was already a regular conversation. Nothing it changed. Was, it also let us know how smart Jake Gyllenhaal's character was supposed to be, or what we already knew that. Why he knows that stuff? Like I don't know, but he. I like the character personally. <laughs> I liked him. He kept him alive. It oh, it added that layer of him. Why would he care about keeping him alive? And it's because he he knew him. He knew he 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 didn't really like that, like his father was or whatever. That's the only thing I could think of to justify it. But yeah, they they did a lot. They did a lot. Way too much. And they I, the one the one strong suit of this movie that I was very very impressed by. I want to say this. 
the way that they were able to give you a full a character's full like personality with like a minute of acts like scene <clears throat> every single I, character I, you got like a minute with them and you knew who they were boy i tell you i love jake gyllenhaal in this he was my favorite character in this fucking that's, movie that's my dude and he was a fucking psychopath but i was like i understand this dude's kind of crazy and it's probably hereditary <laughs> like it's probably not i can tell he's like a ticking time bomb he doesn't want to be like his dad but he has it in him but he kind of has sort of a moral compass but he can't help himself like he's in this fucking position like he was telling him you don't shoot a fucking cop yeah like don't do that listen he was just charismatic throughout the fucking movie like man jake gyllenhaal is a national my favorite actor he's my favorite actor jake gyllenhaal i i had to disown my favorite actor that's tough Kevin Spacey. Oh yeah, I yeah. <laughs> since uh, pay it forward. Since pay it forward, that's been my dude. Yeah, I had to disown that motherfucker boy. You mess that up. That's that's another story. But yeah, I got the Jake Gyllenhaal Nightcrawler poster right across from me right now. That's my dude. Have you seen Nightcrawler? I haven't. How the? I'm gonna need you to correct that. I okay. will send you the DVD if I got to. Like, I will find it on streaming services. <laughs> but. You gotta pay for it, I'll pay for it, like whatever it takes. And the best part is they didn't give us well, thank God they didn't. This movie was already two hours and sixteen minutes. They didn't give us needless flashbacks of them as kids in order to try to build I understood completely. Like the first conversation they had, I'm like, Okay, I get this. Yeah, they gave us a little bit of them as kids, but again, that only helped to further like play in your head that they're brothers. Like they go right. way back since they were little, little. And like I said, even a paramedic, I didn't feel like I would like her. No, hold up. I gotta talk about the black cop. <laughs> I I've meant to bring him up a while ago myself. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to do this to you. But you want to ahead. bleep this no, out. You, Go ahead. Is I'm, he the I'm... super nigga or something? Like. <laughs> Like who is this dude, man? Like, bro, bro, bro. First of all, first of all, I wasn't expecting him to last so long. I, you could not have told me at the beginning. In of any movie. other movie, he's dead in front of that bank. He would have died at the bank. Facts. First of all, the movie start. I, I was like, bro, I don't think I'm gonna like this movie because it's a whole bunch of fucking shooting and ain't nobody getting shot. Like. <laughs> It's a lot of automatic weapons going off and no one is broad daylight, no cover. Broad fucking no civilians getting hit by stray bullets. No one nobody got grazed. I don't even need fatal wounds. No one got grazed. Nobody got shot till they were supposed to get shot. They shot shot that goddamn cop car up with assault rifles so many times the motherfucker damn near should have blew up. I'm gonna say this though. My thinking is as far as them not hitting the cops, I was thinking maybe that's intentional. They don't want okay. to they don't want to no felony murder on here. But the cops maybe not maybe like a suppressed them, fire. The cops not hitting them didn't make no sense. Now bullets was ricocheted everywhere. They not covered up by nothing. Now I'll give you that. Perturbed. I'll give you that. That with that beginning scene. Maybe they weren't trying to kill that cop. Maybe it was just a suppressed fire kind of thing, right? This mo- I understand that's your partner, but this motherfucker was there at every turn. Also, let's talk about the fact that the cop that died stopped the whole goddamn chase because his dog was in the car. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> Moving forward. 
Motherfucker said, whoa, fall back. My dog's in the car. Okay. But there's a hostage situation going on. They had to do, it was a parking garage, wasn't it? Yes. They They had him him cornered. There was no reason for him to get out. But Cujo was in the car, so we had to stop the goddamn The dog in the car, he's like, hey, let him out the garage, bro. Facts. Let him out. It's ridiculous. You couldn't just get the dude with the dog in the car to go away? Like, hey, you fall back. Everybody else trapped this dude in the parking garage. Like, so the part that got me oh, man. about RoboCop Robo Negro Robo Negro <laughs> was after that turret gun stop you know they bought the no 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 it was the bomb was first the C4 truck was first oh yeah 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 that came in blew up mm-hmm Everybody's ricocheting. Oh shit, my ears ringing. Bah, bah, bah. Right. Like, you ain't, you supposed to have tinnitus. You ain't supposed to be able to hear nothing. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember what came first. But then the, the car comes in with the dummy in the car and the turret. It started gun. rolling down the street. Yeah. yeah, with the street sweeper. Did he start running before or after that happened? He started running before. Okay. Because he saw, like, after the explosion, he was like, he looking saw the Hispanic dude. He saw the dude taking off down the street. He was on the ground. Halfway disoriented, but still amazing. I don't know how. He, Motherfucker recovered fast. Crazy. His forty time got to be stupid. Like Motherfucker recovered fat. Like the Mexican was dude was gone. Yeah, he was, was gone. Away. He was running before the goddamn ambulance blew up. Right. So this dude had time to get knocked down by the explosion, roll around on the ground a bit, recover his his bearings, see the dude like a block away running. Assume that he's not just a random pedestrian that was trying to get away from this area. Know that that's the dude. But because he's Mexican. Right. Now we we profiling. Then he our got own people. Up. He got up and chased him down and caught him at a full run. Like it, he wasn't tired. He had he wasn't huffing and puffing. He in the wrong profession. This dude, I don't know, he built different. That's all I can say. He, was he built real different because did you see when he killed the nigga? Damn, I did it again. <laughs> I'm not editing this shit, man. <laughs> when he killed him, he just stood up like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck? You still a cop, bro? You like, you don't even know if he did that. He blew the man muffin top off. Like, Oh, wait, you know what? When the guy was running, he dropped the detonator. Was there a detonator? It was a detonator. I knew he dropped was, something, but I couldn't remember what it was. That black thing was the detonator. He dropped it. That's what how he knew, the right? Detonator? The C4 in the truck. It blew up. No, it was C4. He, he was running away. I think he pressed the detonator. Oh, after he... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He blew he it up. He dropped it after it blew up. Okay. Well, what'd you bring that up for? I don't remember. Oh, because he saw him dropping. Yeah. Okay. Even though I don't know how he saw it. Bionic, he different. The million dollar man, six million dollar man. Facts. I I understood that reference. Okay, all right. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I I understood that reference. My mom used to talk about that show all the goddamn time. My dad Um, does. So, So, oh man, these are some of the bad things. Oh, 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 I got to say this before you stop. Okay. When he when they when he blew the dude top off, apparently the the helicopter was zoomed in on it and was (laughs) broadcasting. And then the news people were like, oh, shit. The goddamn reaction from the Hispanic dude, he was like, the other dude fell in his seat. I'm like, man, what the fuck is this? I ain't never seen, man, 
You telling me that helicopter chased them to that location? Why would he know? Why would they know to be watching that? Like, why would they be like, "Hey, follow that cop"? No, just a fucking an explosion, explosion just happened. Yeah. Motherfuckers are being shot at. It's like a high speed chase one way and an explosion there, but you following the one dude on foot. Come on, this son. is why I say Michael Bay knows how to fuck up a goddamn good film. And they were in a building, so you didn't even know where they were gonna come out or if they were gonna come out. Like, how'd you know to be right there where they came out? Because he tackled them out of out onto the the, the street. And where he where he capped him like that yeah. all happened very in one move. And I'm gonna be honest, before the ending of the movie, this would have gotten like a seven or seven and a half for me. What was the ending? What did the, the ending is what made it oh better for me? Depending on which part you talk about. Nah. Depending on which nah. part. Nah. Which nah. part? See, I, I was cool when I was like. When I saw where Danny was driving to after she shot <clears throat> after she shot Will, I understood why she shot Will. Like that that made sense. Yeah, like if she, she didn't, didn't know it was shoot him, him, I would have been confused. Like that Exactly. Been- that would have been worse. You feel yeah. me? When I saw where he drove to, I was like, Wow. He loves his brother that much. He said, Fuck it, I'm driving him to the hospital. That's where it fucking stopped. Because this motherfucker got in the back and didn't even say, Come on, we're taking him to the hospital. Didn't yeah. say that once. The hospital scene was confusing. That was confused. This is where it got bad for me. When he got to the hospital, clearly he drove that he drove there on purpose. He knew where he was driving. Why why wouldn't he say, Hey, I'm taking her to the I'm t- we're taking him to the hospital, you know, this is over, whatever. Right? Maybe he loses his shit. Danny is clearly a little bit unhinged at time. I'll give you that pass. Will shooting Danny, I saw that coming. It's mm-hmm. not a bad move. It's not one of those, oh, this is a bad, predictable thing. I saw that coming. It makes sense story-wise. I get it. Okay. This is where the goddamn wheels went off the goddamn hinges for me. Okay. This whole chase, this professional dude, this FBI mm-hmm. motherfucker, has clearly mentioned that Will is a good guy. He doesn't want to do this. He's not going to hurt anybody. You know for a fact Will was back there in that paramedic truck with her, saving that cop's life. Right. So why now all of a sudden is he the bad guy? What had was that after the did they decide he had to die after the Gatling gun thing? That's the only thing I can think of. Like once he <clears throat> killed, once they killed the uh, the main the leader of the cops, and then immediately didn't care about his life. I think that was when it was like they want blood. Like they're not gonna care about good God, none of that. Right. Like he got the okay. gun. I guess that. They got. But they they didn't make that clear because they didn't emphasize the dude's death. They just showed him getting shot, and that was that. This was the final straw for me. <clears throat> and I don't know if this was the final. I don't even know if you cared about this. Okay. I understand this movie took place within hours. Mm-hmm. I understand the paramedic had an arc where she doesn't care about her patients. She's in a situation with these dudes and she learns, you know what? Nah, I should care about these patients. But when she walks into that fucking hospital, looks at the fucking files, the doctor sees her and she's like, no. That was confusing. Let her go. Because I don't even remember that fucking doctor's face. Did she pull the little girl out the goddamn ambulance? I'm saying, like, e- even if, like, I, 
I thought that was more about her having been the hostage, but that don't mean she got to look at some files. Like, what are we doing? So then she goes to the little girl. Couldn't just ask somebody where she needed to go? Like, why is she in the files? She sits down with the little girl. She touches the little girl's hand. The little girl looks at her and says, don't let go. Because that's what the fuck she said to her when she was getting her out the truck or whatever the fuck, right? Then we see her walk away from the goddamn hospital and that's the end of the movie. And this is my only goddamn question. Your entire arc was learning to have sympathy. You went to see that little girl, but you ain't check on your fucking partner. Where was Scott? The motherfucker that took a goddamn assault rifle to the head in the parking lot. Didn't she see him? No, we didn't. We did not see Scott. We did see him at the end. Where? I don't remember, but I remember him not having a black eye or nothing. I was, he was like, "Are you okay?" or something. He just said something to her, and that was that. Like, it wasn't, <clears throat> that wasn't the boyfriend. No. Okay, not, I'm sorry. Because he was in another state. The <clears throat> I'm sorry then. Okay, I apologize. I mean, the ending was still bad, <laughs> but I apologize. Yeah, that. So, the part that annoyed me was when she dropped the money off. Ain't nobody see that. There was people literally looking at her in the background. I saw that white lady turn her head like this and then turn back around. I know she going to snitch. It w- exactly. It wasn't concealed or nothing. Like, I would have been right over there in that baby sh- the carrier. Like, what's up? You could have waited to do that. Like, when it wasn't yeah, like people. You could have took it to her house, whatever. Like, you had cops, cameras, everything, everywhere. You brought it. wasn't even, like behind a car it was just out in the open like come on son I just and she was slow about it I just like for that movie to be that fucking long unnecessarily for you to have that abrupt ending like come on bro and then they doing the suspense shit with the cop like which one of them shot you we know he's not gonna say Will shot him bro like did you know I was at that point I knew but I knew yeah it was no way. And if they did, that would have been like, oh, so this cop's a racist. <laughs> I mean, he shot him. He, he also he, saved he, your fucking life. He wouldn't have had to have his life saved. If he, never mind. It's all good. He wouldn't have had to shoot him. if the. That was the funny part. It was like, he saved my life. He's like, well, he did almost end your life, too. Like, Well, you wouldn't have got your ass shot if you wouldn't have acted out rationally, nigga. He's a Marine. God damn it. I mean, we we doing it up. We it. here now. Fuck it. It's, it's the it's the year end special special occasion. It's a <sighs> celebration. I just I and I, I was this, I wouldn't even say I'm ex- I was excited for this, but I was like I'm looking forward to seeing this movie, you know. And I still walked away pleased. Like I enjoyed the movie, and yeah. I would recommend this movie to people. I would even say I would watch. I wouldn't go to theaters to watch it again. But if like I'm home or you know. I'm with the boys or something or his family, you know, and I like movies like this. Like, you know, we get to see tactical shit with FBI and cops and SWAT shit. And, you know, this is in a confined space. It's mainly taking place in this ambulance for the entire movie. I like shit like this, but some of this shit was unnecessary, dog. 145, 145 minutes, 100, I went 45 minutes. I mean, no, it would have sufficed. It was like 220. No, I'm saying it was like 216. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if this movie was like an hour and 45 minutes to 50 minutes, 
and there's very obvious <clears throat> stuff that you could have got rid of. Obvious stuff. So, um, but he 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 so he's so big time. It's like once you get to a certain level, nobody's gonna tell you you need to edit this. All um, I'm saying is, it's not to. a coincidence that Bad Boys for Life is possibly the best Bad Boys movie. Mm. Mm. That's a that's a hot take. Um. <clears throat> man we've been on here for a minute the yeah. last thing you said you're gonna go see everything everywhere all at once tomorrow right i'll either see it to, i'm gonna see it this week okay i don't go back to work until thursday so I, i'm gonna see it this week for sure i assume you've seen the trailer i saw one trailer this is one honest. that i actually didn't look away from the trailer on because i was trying to understand but I'm going to be honest, I heard about the movie like a month or so ago, like they were saying Michelle Yo multiverse stuff, I'm like, and it's by A24, that sounds amazing. I was so confused. And the movie, what movie did I go and see? I went to see Jujutsu Kaisen, the anime movie. Okay. And this trailer played before it, and I was like, oh, that's this movie, okay. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to look away, it's right there. But even then, I was like, it's A24. They're not really giving shit away in the trailer. I don't really... I get it, but I don't get it. No, I ain't I'm, shit. I'm gonna see the movie. I was so. perplexed. I was yeah. waiting to see what people said. People were talking about it was the best movie of the year. Blah, 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 blah. So I went and saw it today. Yeah, I saw all of that, and you was like, hey, look, don't get these expectations. Lived up to them. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. Wow. Did I just sound like... Oh, I said, oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. My Owen Wilson. wow. Wow. Oh wow. Um yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. Action, humor, emotional content. Um, it was nonstop action. Didn't know where it was going for a few points. Didn't know how it was going in, didn't know how it was gonna play out. <laughs> the humor was excellent. Like I was laughing even in the deep moments where like you on the precipice of crying. They still managed to make you laugh at the same time. And it was stuff that was so absurd that you shouldn't be able to take it seriously, but I was able to take it seriously. They force you to take it seriously. You have no choice but to take these absurd moments seriously. And it's like, how are they doing this to your boy? Like, how are they pulling this off? Like, how do you, I, I don't know. I, I didn't look into it yet. I, I need to figure out who wrote this stuff. Like, I need to, <laughs> I need to figure out, like, how is your brain go to this level? Like, did you see uh what was the movie with Lakeith Stanfield? Um where he was working in the office. No. Um <clears throat> I know what you're talking about. So it kind of gave me those vibes, except for the last part with the 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 donk, the horse stuff. Like yeah. that was they took it too far. That one took it too <laughs> far. That was a bit much. But like as far as like being over the top. But then still also having a real story with some depth and giving you something at every turn. Like, yeah, this this one got it for me. Like, shout out to Michelle Yo, shout out to the whole cast, shout out to whoever wrote this. I'm, you already front runner for my, my screenplay awards, director, director going into director awards. Like, this this was crazy, man. This is I don't know how you could do something like different, come back from this as a creator. Like I may go with my lady to see this. Yeah, I told um I almost gave 
gave some stuff away. I had a friend to reach out who was going to see Ambulance. I was like, nah, you need to go see this one. This, this, that one. So, uh, yeah, if you can make it happen, definitely make it happen. Y'all, y'all both should probably enjoy that. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's special. Meaning to tell you, I finally saw a murder on the Orient Express. Okay. The movie that came before I, Death I, on I the Nile. Not. I saw it. not as good as death on the Nile. <laughs> <laughs> remember how we were saying you know with death on the Nile, we kind of saw the murderers coming like the twist coming right but it was still good right with murder on the orient express i did not see it coming and it was not good was it like one of those <laughs> things where the, you had no chance of guessing this probably <clears throat> okay it's one I hate of those, when, I hate when that it's happens. a typical thing. Like I, I'm pretty sure you plan on watching it, so I'm not going to probably say watch it. it at some point. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. But it's like I'm curious. I want you to watch it soon because I'm. I don't give a fuck if I got a. Matter of fact, it's probably not on my prime no more because I paid for it. I rented it like a 36 hour thing. <clears throat> yeah, once I watch it, after a while it goes away. And I, I think you can like watch it. You can watch it as many times within like that 36 hour window. But I watched it like a month ago. Oh yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Um, yeah, I rented it for like five dollars, but it it just and remember how we were saying, you know, oh no wonder him and Book are so close. Book was in the first one, right? That shit don't explain nothing. They already knew each other in this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, they already knew each other, so they go way back. Yeah. They go way back. This, so I didn't need to see this to understand. Okay, you literally did not. You you technically don't much, need. Yeah, like pretty much. You don't need to see this movie. It is what it is. Okay, but I mean, I'm pretty. Sure, I know you, so you're still gonna watch it. But yeah, I got. I'm like now that I'm done with school, I got a lot of movies I need to catch up on. So. Yeah, it's not in this. I, like even my girl, and she likes you know murder mysteries because like I was, I didn't know that she loved Knives Out, and I was like. I fucking love Knives Out. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, another poster I got on my wall. <laughs> I know, I remember. So, and I told her, I was like, yeah, let's watch this together. And both of us just looked at each other at the it. end and like, <laughs> that wasn't it. Like, that wasn't it. And this whole movie, I'm like, who the fuck could it possibly be? Because like, there's no loopholes in anyone's alibis. Almost. So what the fuck is going on? And when they revealed it, I'm like, I sat through this fucking movie for this fucking reveal. I can't wait for you to watch this shit, boy. I'm scared now. like Because I'm curious if you would, uh, how you feel about it. Okay. We'll see. <clears throat> yeah, I, I was disappointed because it was like not too long after I saw Death on the Nile. So it was like, that was still fresh to me. And that movie was so fucking good. Did you watch the uh, Adam Sandler uh, murder mystery joint? Fuck no. What's that? It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. It's him it's and Jennifer new? Aniston. Came out like a couple years ago, I guess now. Oh, I heard about it. No, I never They're watched it. They're doing a sequel because it was, it was very popular. I actually enjoyed that one. So I should check the original out? Yeah, check that one out. It was funny because um, at the end of the movie, they like show them <laughs> on a train and then they like zoom out and it's the Orient Express. Um, <clears throat> but then, like afterward, they mentioned like there's gonna be a sequel, but they were being funny with the Orient Express thing. Right. Like it's, it's a comedy, but they, you still get the like a real murder mystery with yeah. it. So, um, I think... last last thing before we close this out. 
right. Sonic. Nope. You didn't see the first one? Nah. Okay, cool. I did not. Yeah, it's not a necessity thing. It's just if you saw the first one, I was going to be curious, but yeah i didn't see the first one um because they didn't get jaleel white to be the voice of sonic and uh i can't i can't let that go okay all right yeah that's 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 the optimus bibs coming out all right got it so um <laughs> you talk yeah. jazz top 10 offense defense yeah let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> um yeah that's a wrap on the record boy we've been on here for damn near three hours um it feel like it anyway it's probably um, two it's, probably it's, two. it's definitely two at least like Congrats, um, y'all. i ain't planning to be here that long but it's all good we definitely ain't planning to be here that long um but yeah uh i guess we'll catch y'all in the playoffs man we ain't gonna have shit to talk about next week we have played one game i think what's the schedule is it out I thought the playoffs don't start till like the 18th. It start? No, nah, ain't that. I mean, the eight should be the 17th. The play in is during the week, and then I think the playoffs start no, the playoffs like playoffs are like the 16th, I think. So yeah, yeah, it starts like Saturday. <clears throat> if I'm mistaken. They should be. The schedule should be out. Let me see. Well, then again, we actually might not be doing weekly shows. We might be doing game recap. We play the first game of the playoffs. We play we at might... one o'clock. We play at one o'clock on Saturday. We might be doing game recaps. Might not be yeah. doing the weekly right, episodes. Right. Right. So I'm gonna do the goat series in the middle of this week. Okay. Done. Um, but yeah, we play Saturday at one o'clock. All right. Well, we'll catch y'all next week. Hopefully, when we come back next week, we can talk about a win. But I'm not gonna jinx it because Bibbs then already put out some negative energy into the fucking atmosphere. So, uh, with that being said, closing out for recent Bibbs, the Mavs outsiders. We love and appreciate all our supporters. I'm not good with positive shit like this. So, um, yeah, we'll catch y'all next week. (laughs) Peace. Peace.